Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and I got to apologize to everybody who's not to listen to the podcast for the news and and things that aren't sports because we've been so immersed in the baseball season. Uh, but we've got a, a, a an old guest on here that uh, has a show called Day Tripping with Bob Dewitt. Welcome back to the program, Bob. Thank you. Glad to be here again in this hot weather. You've got uh, you went to a. Uh, you went to a, uh, a museum in Bur- uh, near Burlington in Danville, Iowa, and uh, Iowa. kind of uh, something that I've actually always wanted to go see. Uh, I, I drive by there all the time, and I see the sign, and it's just never, I've never been able to get there when they were open anyway, so uh, it's quite an impressive museum. Yeah, it's, and I've, I've seen the sign forever. It's uh, Dan, or the Anne Frank pen pal museum and and we've driven by it and actually seen it was interested in it drove into town but once you get into town there's no signs telling you where the museum is so we drove through danville probably three or four times trying to find the museum and never did and then i happened to see it uh an article about it on facebook and so then i had the address uh, which I could have found anyway, but you know, out of sight, out of mind. Once I drove through, but but uh, we made a trip. It's it's an hour from Galesburg, so uh, we took a day trip and went over there. Really, really interesting museum for a little town of Danville, uh, around I don't know eight or nine hundred population. Well, for those of our listeners that don't know uh, uh, what who we're talking about, tell, tell them who Anne Frank is, and then give them the website so they can get on there and look. Well, what, what, where I found it, uh, I went on Facebook, and Danville Station is, is the page on Facebook, and it, it talks about the uh, museum, and, and part of it's the actual library for Danville, and then the uh, Anne Frank Museum is, is on the other side. And, and Anne Frank was a, a teenage girl during uh, the Holocaust that was, uh, uh, had written a diary while she was in hiding with her family, and uh Ended up, they made uh, a stage play about it, and uh, the book originally only had a few hundred copies just for uh, her father, who was the only survivor of the family. Uh, The the father found the diary after uh, he got back to the the hiding place where they were at, and uh, the Gestapo had left just papers uh, spread all over the floors, and one of them was a diary that uh, Anne Frank had kept for several years, and uh, he ended up publishing that. And uh, I think early 50s, it became a, a play on Broadway and uh, and very famous book now. So uh, The Diaries of Anne Frank is is the name of the book and uh, pretty interesting. And the Danville connection, there, there was a teacher in Danville, Bertie Matthews, and she traveled the world on her summer vacations. And uh, back in the 30s, she was in, in Europe and uh, in Amsterdam, she met another teacher, and they exchanged addresses, and they decided to do a, a pen pal for the little town of Iowa, so they could kind of, you know, get out of the get out of the little town, expand their horizons, and, and get some uh, interesting perspective on on the rest of the world. And uh, and so the the two the two girls, Wagner girls. Uh, Betty Wagner, they do a 15-minute video on her, but the two Wagner sisters from Danville ended up uh, with a letter from Anne Frank and Anne Frank's sister. And these letters were in English, and they've determined since then through some documentation that uh, Anne Frank's father had 
spent some time in New York and he knew English. And so, and, and, and her sister would write, uh, the letters for the pen pal, and then he would transfer them to English and then she would write them in English. So they're, they're in her, in her handwriting. And, uh, what had happened is after the, after the war ended, the, this, uh, Betty Wagner, and like I said, there's a video interviewing her, Betty Wagner, one of the sisters, uh, she, in the fifties, she had moved to California and she read an article about the diary of Anne Frank. And, and in the video, she says, being the pack rat that I am, I remembered the name, went up, dug through some old chest and found the letter and, uh, really felt that it was significant. And it was just one letter between the two sisters and the two sisters. But uh, she realized the uh, historic importance of this. And she talked to the Jewish community and, and uh, several auction houses because she thought it should be in a museum. And uh, the two big auction houses weren't interested at all, but she finally found one. And they, they anticipated this letter was going to go for ten or $12,000 and ended up going for $150,000. And this is in the 1950s. So, uh, and a copy of that letter is in this museum. And uh, it's just interesting. They, uh, if you look at the book or even do any studies on Amtrak, they've got pictures of the uh, attic that they hid in. And there was a bookcase that pulled out from the wall and then ladder going up. And the museum has recreated that. So, there's a bookcase kind of opened up and you can walk down a, a hallway and then they actually recreated the space that that family hid in for, uh, for a couple of years and until somebody turned them in for money and, and, uh, they were taken away. And, and she said, right. This, uh, Betty Wagner, she, right after the war ended, she sent a letter to the address. And uh, she got a letter back a couple months later from Otto Frank, the father, and uh, he informed her that that uh, he was the only one that survived out of the family. His wife and uh, two daughters died in the Holocaust, and and she said we cried uh, when we read that. And uh, and anyway, it, it's all documented there, and the, and the museum just it documents the. Uh, the period going up to World War II, what was going on in Europe, and then after World War II, and they've got everything from, uh, you know, promoting the, uh, you know, the gas ration stamps and promoting the war bond posters and just a lot of really nice historical articles in there. And like I said, they've got a copy of the letter and several other letters that were written from the diary. Uh, so it's just it's just a fascinating place to go to, and there there's a little Danville history there too before you go into the Anne Frank part. But uh, it was it was just really interesting, and what they're doing now, uh, and if you go on that Facebook page, it'll it'll give you the information. But they're they're asking, they're doing a fundraiser, and they're trying to collect uh, a million and a half postcards. So they're asking people to send a postcard to the museum, uh, which is the Danville Station. P.O. Box 304, Danville, Iowa, 52623. Uh, again, Danville Station, P.O. Box 304, Danville, Iowa, 52623. And they're asking people to send uh, postcards with $1. Uh, and what they're trying to do is they want to collect the uh, 1.5 million postcards to honor the, the 1.5 million children that perished. And they have located a World War II 
cattle car, railroad cattle car, which was what was used to, to transport these people to the concentration camps. And they purchased that. It's sitting in Germany. And that's what the fundraiser's for. They're going to have that restored and brought to Danville and uh, put on the side of the museum. So uh, that in itself, I think, a wor worthy cause. And for a, a little town like Danville, Iowa, to undertake that, it's, it's pretty impressive. So uh, it's, it's worth a look on the Facebook page to just see what they're doing and, and why they're doing it. And, and then uh, it's just interesting time, horrible time in history, but hopefully not forgotten. Well, uh, there were millions of people, not just Jews, but gypsies and uh, even Germans that were suspected of being yep. disloyal. Not or yep. Maybe not even ones that were actually disloyal, but if the neighbors said they were, then uh, they went down. Uh, my grandfather was involved in World War II, and I saw some pictures uh, that would curl your stomach of uh, places and events that happened in the Holocaust. Uh, but Anne Frank uh, puts a face to, uh, uh, you know, and a, a, a perspective of a, of a real person that was yeah, 15, 15 years old when when she died, and they don't know the exact date. But they they have interviewed people that that were actually in the concentration camp with her, and and remembered her, and so there's been a lot of research done on it, not just the not just a diary, but uh, people that were in there with her and with her mother and when they were separated. And uh, so there's been really extensive research on this. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, like I said, a sad time in history that we shouldn't forget happened because uh, I've always wondered how could somebody blindly follow somebody like Hitler, but I guess I'm finding out now how that could happen. Well, it's just... Uh... I don't. I think the people of Germany had a choice between communism and Nazism. It's, uh, so it's not always a real good choice on uh, either no, side. No, no, it was a, a different world, that's for sure. But uh, this young lady was probably the most uh, famous, or, or maybe the face of the Holocaust, uh, had a connection to Danville, yeah. Iowa, and yeah, uh, isn't, that, isn't that amazing? It's like I said, I. I they need to put a sign up, and I actually told the lady that when I was in there, and she wasn't associated with the museum. She was running the library, but she said I wasn't the first person to tell her that they needed a sign pointing to the museum, but to re I think it was a former lumberyard that was donated, and uh, uh, it's been totally restored and remodeled. It's just a, it's a really nice building. It's right on Main Street. I, the admission's $4.00. Uh, for adults and two dollars for children, so it's pretty reasonable. And uh, for folks in Iowa, at least in eastern Iowa, it's a, it's a pretty easy trip. But I think a lot of people don't know it's there. So, well, yeah, and uh, uh, I'm really glad that that you you chose this because this is something that I have for you know 40 years drove by and seen the sign and wished that I I could uh, get in there and see that. You know, uh, felt. Uh, Felt that it would be a, a worthwhile exhibit. What are the hours of this? Uh, uh, well, that's that's a weird part. They're they're only open like. Uh, see if I still got it here. It, it's like two to two to five, uh, Monday through Friday. It's it's really it's not open very often. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's a small town library, so I think it, it there's a the 
well, the phone number on the, on the Facebook page. I think if you contacted them, somebody would probably would probably walk you through it. But uh, the the hours were really. I, mean, I was going to head over in the morning. Luckily, I found the hours. They opened at two. Yeah, Ten a.m. to noon uh, Saturday, and then Monday through Friday, two to five. Uh, and uh, there's some numbers here. If you go to this Danville Station Library Museum, uh, Anne Frank pen pal letters here. Uh, it'll give you a list of who to call and uh, some about the library and uh, what a uh, what a fascinating and uh, important part of history to uh, to have here in Southeast Iowa and uh, it's a uh, it's really something that that you know again you know the price of gas is so high you might as well go see something like this. Yeah, and set, you know, follow or send the postcards because uh, that's how they're raising their. I, I actually sent them two postcards, uh, and and I dug through some stuff. I went when my mother died. Uh, we went to see my dad, and there was a suitcase sitting out on the trash. And uh, I opened the suitcase, and it was letters and postcards that Dad had sent Mom from World War II. And I grabbed a couple of postcards out of there. And uh, one of them was to my sister, who's 83 years old, and Dad sent it to her when he was in basic training. Uh, Postage-free, it says on it, and uh, just a picture of some kind of a cartoon of some soldiers. And then another one that I assume Dad picked up over there, and uh, it was it was a postcard of Paris, but it was all in German. So he, he apparently, he may have picked that up from a prisoner, I don't know. But uh, again, it was dated 1939, and I sent that postcard too. So, so I, I sent a couple from that era just because I had them, and uh, and they're just sitting in a suitcase here. So I thought that would probably be a good place for them to to be displayed if they choose to do so. If not, it'll just go in with the 1.5 million that they're hoping to get. They're, they've got them in the, in the back room, and it looks like they've got quite a few already. So, but uh, that's quite an undertaking trying to raise. Uh, a million and a half dollars for a town like Danville, Iowa. So hopefully people will, that hear this can spare a dollar and send a postcard of anything. They just want postcards. So, Well, we're talking uh, the pro, the, the podcast is Round Guy Radio. The this episode series you're listening to is titled Day Tripping with Bob DeWitt. Uh, and this episode, we, we just talk about Everything there is to do within driving range of Iowa, Illinois, Missouri, uh, maybe a little Indiana, Wisconsin, um, but just these little short day trips that you can take if you're, you know, within the listening area, wherever, you know, but or if you're ever in Iowa, you know, and we, you know, between this and the museum series that we cover in, in on Round Guy Radio, which is we've covered almost every museum there is worse and we keep finding new ones and adding to them we're going to start doing some state parks but uh bob this was a pretty fascinating topic that you brought up yeah i thought so too and I, I, hopefully people will uh look it up and take the time to go look at it because it's it's uh i love history and uh you know the good and the bad and of course this is the bad but still interesting and uh just a different perspective on what was going on so uh, uh, is there anything that you didn't get to talk about that you you think our listeners would, would really want to hear about the museum? No, I don't think so. I think we covered, you know, it's, it's hard to uh, it's hard to imagine what's in there without seeing it. Uh, you know, you, you look, and, and we were just in the, the little area and uh, and watching the video, and then I seen the bookcase pulled out, and I, 
then there's the hallway going to the, the recreation of the attic that they hid in. And, and it just gives you an idea of the size that uh, Anne Frank and her sister and her father and mother uh, lived in and, and uh, or stayed in for two years until, you know, the person turning them in uh, was, uh, was obeying the law. And the people that took her out and ended up killing them, they were they were the people that were obeying the law. So it, it's just you think about that, and and, and it's it's crazy. It was just a crazy time. Uh, it's it, just sad. They said they said the people that turned her turned her family in probably got the equivalent of three dollars for doing that. So you think about that, you know, destroying a family and you know killing all of them but one for. Uh, for the three dollar uh, bounty that was put on the uh, the Jewish people at the time. Well, if you were caught harboring Jews, the Nazis would take your children and hang them off of the balcony, and then just yeah. leave them there so that everybody would know not yeah. to do that. Uh, yeah, just absolutely crazy. But it was, uh, I mean, it was a, a, an attempt to exterminate an entire race off the face of yeah. the earth. Yeah. Yes, it was. Well, I, you know, I guess we should, you know, we don't do this enough, but gosh, I'd like to thank the greatest generation yeah, uh, that, that, that paid an unbelievable cost to, you know, it was a battle of good and evil and uh, good uh, was clearly on the side of the United States of America. And they brought the force in there that could win that war and turn that tide. And uh, I don't think people ever, appreciate General Patton enough because uh, he turned the tide more than one war and, and his innovation in mechanizing uh, tank uh, and artillery was uh, definitely the biggest game changer in uh, modern warfare and whatever side had him generally won. Right. No, there's no doubt about that. No doubt about that. Quite a man. So, well, uh, this has been Round Guy Radio with a look at the uh, Anne Frank Pin Pal Museum, which is in the library in Danville, Iowa. And uh, Bob DeWitt so eloquently spoke on behalf of uh, this museum, its cause, and uh, Anne Frank herself. Thanks for being on this program, Bob. Thank you.